There we go. Excited. It's Wealth Wellness Wednesday on this kind of a gloomy day because today is June 1st and it is hurricane season officially has started. But good morning. We're not going to let that hurricane disrupt our Wealth Wellness Wednesday. This is Carol So, aka Nani Boss, live with two sisters. Hey, good morning or good afternoon, wherever you happen to be in the world today. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. Yes, it is the start of the hurricane season. It is June 1st, 2022. And just a quick brief weather report. Yesterday we were like 93 to 97. Today we're like 61. So thus the uh, the nice sweat sweatshirt here. But in any event, Wealth Wellness Wednesday, and we have an amazing guest on today. We want to welcome to the Two Sisters podcast family, Debbie Seraphim. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You said my name perfectly. Thank you very much. Thank you very oh, good. much. You know, sometimes they're, they're tongue twisters, and that's why I always ask just to confirm before we go on. But oh, Debbie, I appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. When we initially had our chat, you know, obviously, you know, we want to thank you so much for registering on our website and all that kind of stuff. But I think what captivated my attention was the diet culture. So I just mm -hmm. kind of want to start in that time frame and explain to our viewers and listeners what exactly you mean by that. Yeah, that's a big, that's, that's, that's sort of all of it, isn't it? Um, it's a it's a big concept. And um, I think what I'll start by saying, I think what's amazing to me about diet culture is how long I was living in it completely unaware of its existence. Um, so diet culture is oftentimes disguised as health and wellness. It's this idea that there is a correct way that a healthy body should look. Um, and should feel. And so um, it really propels this mythology that if you're taking care of yourself, you're going to look like this and you're going to feel like this. And so you really have a whole world of people perpetually sort of apologizing for not caring for themselves properly because they don't look a certain way or feel a certain way all the time. Um, and it's kind of a trap, you know, as, as, as two sisters who are very into making sure people are feeling healthy, I think, you know, you, you must understand that health has to be, we have to really broaden what that definition is to be more inclusive so that, so that people of all different shapes and sizes and abilities are allowed to find health for themselves. And so diet culture um, is, you know, it's, it's, this assumption that a body should look a certain way. If you're caring for it properly, it'll look a certain way. And um, I think I spent most of my life trying to chase after what that body looks like. And newsflash, my body just doesn't do that. And so the more I chased what this idea of health looked like, the further I actually really got from healthy. Um, and so I think that I... I please let me know if you have more questions. I think that that sort of is like a very broad overview of what diet culture is, but it's everywhere. Um, and it's in all of our messaging. And so we're all kind of swimming in it. And unless you know, it's there, you don't know it's there. So that, that is so true. And I, and I think, um, 
there's you know many many avenues now of really understanding that health and wellness starts from gut health uh, you know if you don't have a good gut your whole body is just gonna go to go to pots one way or the other uh people some people are naturally lean uh you you everyone has that friend that no matter what she eats or no matter what he eats they still look great right mm-hmm. but uh that doesn't compensate for maybe that they've got good gut health so i think if we take away the whole diets culture syndrome and understand that we all diet diet is is just a way that we eat um the trap that comes into that culture is i'm dieting for a specific reason i've got a wedding um you know uh, a, a girl's weekend away the summer is coming new year's resolutions we're so stuck on why we're supposed to get and fit into a certain mold that we're forgetting that everybody we look different we have just different personalities uh our bodies uh perform differently depending on our age bracket of how we uh, metabolize uh whether our metabolism is is really pushing forward or whether it's starting to slow down uh is depicted in in your age um so there are more ways to uh embrace a healthy being by just Mm -hmm. accepting uh when i say accepting that doesn't mean you can't still go after those goals uh, but my fitness level or my version of what fit is, fit is, is naturally going to be different than someone that's 21, 31, 51, whatever it may be. And I think Absolutely. once we embrace uh, the way our body truly is and, and, you know, step away from the scale, step away from uh, the size of your closing. I, I always tell people, you know, let's face it, uh, you have different um, uh, Oops, we have a freeze up there. Can you hear me, Debbie? I can hear you. Oh, there yeah. you are. Okay, there, there you are. You're back. There we go. Yeah, it's, I think it's the weather is uh, fast approaching uh, with some gloominess. So what I was saying was so many people get caught up on numbers, whether it's yes. the scale, whether it's the size of their clothing. And what I was saying that different designers uh, may all have a size eight um, but you know, you could find Something's a size different two for- person wearing that size eight, mm-hmm. or you could find a size 14 or 16 wearing that eight. It depends. Well, so you I tell bring people- up a really interesting point is this size discrimination, right? That uh, culturally we've decided smaller is better. Um, and so this diet culture, I mean, I think, I think what's so cool about what you just brought up is how you can even see the, the how the diet culture sort of permeates everywhere, right? If if smaller is better, which it's not, but um, culturally we believe that it is. If smaller is better, then different brands are going to offer different sizes to accommodate different people. Um, but I think we also we also have to recognize that um, you know some of this size. Like I I I one hundred percent agree with everything you're saying, and I want to add a clarification in case there's some question. This you can be, you can be, you can take care of yourself at any size, doesn't stop at a certain size. I think that, I think that there's a lot of belief that, oh yeah, except for, well, that's too fat because that's not good for your health. And I think, you know, what's so cool about what you're saying is we don't get a choice in the size of our bodies. In fact, um, the, some of the women that I work with, and I work with very fat women, and I work with very, very thin women, um, some of the very fat women that I work with eat the least amount of food because they believe that they shouldn't be eating as much because their bodies are so big. And um, 
there is nothing wrong with being in a fat body, but I have to say, culturally, I understand the desire to be in a smaller body because bigger bodies are discriminated against. So this idea that you're talking about of, can we be healthy? Can we get rid of the scalp? That doesn't stop at a certain size, right? If you don't right. fit into the sizes that are, that are in the, the clothing stores, um, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, oh, that's for everybody, but me, cause I'm past the size. That's a problem with the store. And that's a problem with the culture. Um, and that's diet culture. That's how it permeates everything. And so, that's why I tell people to actually, you know, when you're, don't look at the number. Uh, what do you feel good in? Uh, you know, you have a lot of people that, you know, they might be a size 12, but you know what? They, they found this one outfit and it says it's a size 18. And they're like, well, freaking out because it says 18. Hey, if you feel comfortable in it and it's, it's comfortable for you to wear or vice versa, take away the, take the number out of the equation altogether because designers design things differently scales are different we get too focused on the scale our body fluctuates all the time mm -hmm. it's to me it's really more about embracing your health by starting with your gut health your body's going to naturally uh push the limits where you want to push it but at the same time you know focus on where you feel good at and, and then work towards that goal. Do not like, oh, I've got to get down, you know, like you're saying, I've got, I've got to be smaller. And the only way for me to do that is to starve myself or go on a specific diet that eliminates food groups that my body still needs. Mm -hmm. So the whole word diet, I have a problem with the word diet because we all diet. It's just a matter of whether we have a healthy diet or not. And that does not depict on you the size of who you are. I'm going to challenge you on that though. I'm going to challenge you on that because I think that, um, a calling it a healthy diet implies that there is, again, one way to eat. I think that health is really so much bigger than that, right? There is there is gut health, yes, but there's also mental health. There's oh different ways to, so when we say that you're eating healthy, does that imply that you're eating nutritiously dense foods or does that imply that you're caring for yourself in an emotionally balanced way? I think that there are tons of different reasons to eat. I think you can eat, you know, nutrition is one of them. Energy is one of them. Absolutely. But we also eat to celebrate. We eat to connect. We eat for love. I've eaten out of spite. I've definitely eaten out of spite before. I think spite's one of my favorite reasons to eat. And so the foods that I'm going to eat out of spite um, that are going to sort of nourish the part of me that needs to revel in that feeling are probably going to be different than the foods that I'm craving when I'm like, Ooh, I want to, I want to get ready. I'm going out for the day and I've got a lot of energy. And so, um, while gut health is important and it totally is, it's not, it's not the full picture. And so we've got people apologizing for the foods that they're eating because, um, you know, because when we moralize good foods and bad foods, we really tie ourselves to this shame. And again, then I have, then I have, um, you know, when you have foods that you shouldn't eat, then when you give into them, you're being bad. And then there's this whole new level that starts. So um, I will agree with you that there are nutritiously, more nutritiously dense foods. There are certain times when if, you know, if I've had a bunch of stuff that my stomach doesn't like and everybody's body is different, right? So my stomach is going to be more sensitive. My, my husband's more sensitive to lactose. I'm less sensitive to lactose. I'm more sensitive to this. He's less sensitive to that. And everybody's body is different. Um, but when I've, you know, when I've been 
for example, nourishing the part of me that's celebrating and fun, at some point, my body is going to say, hey, can you please send down a vegetable? I really, 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 really need it. And it's going to, it's going to kind of ask for that. And it's going to kind of stabilize itself. But I want to say it's okay to have like a stomach ache sometimes. It's okay to have, like all of this sort of expands into this idea of mental health and, and how we can care for ourselves. True. Uh, well, what I'm referring to when I talk about healthy eating um, is when we talk about healthy eating, that also has a bad connotation to, to, to sound like that healthy eating is yucky food or just vegetables. That is not the healthy eating that, that uh, we promote. What we're promoting is, um, yeah, you want that chocolate cake, go for it. Yeah, you want whatever. But what we're talking about more healthy eating is balance with understanding nutrition because nutrition is number one. Uh, your gut is what controls all your system, your mental health, your physical being, uh, your organs. So when we talk about healthy eating, it's healthy balanced eating does not mean that it's just you're eating vegetables, uh, certain foods, not we're saying no, all food, it's healthy to eat an apple pie once in a while. Mm -hmm. What we're talking about is from one extreme to the other where Absolutely. no, if you really are pro, you want to get healthy. No, you're not going to eat chocolate cake every day. Just not going to happen, girlfriend, because you're not going to get healthy that way. But that doesn't mean you should deprive your body. So we're not talking about depriving and having that occasional treat and sweet, we're saying that you have to have a healthy balance mm -hmm. because all food groups do have their place, even those sweet treats. Uh, dark chocolate is great for your endorphins. Um, uh, good caffeine, when I say not processed caffeine, uh, which I don't do caffeine, but non-processed caffeine is healthy also for your brain. Uh, there's great different avenues of certain berries that are really good for uh, your antioxidants. So when we talk about healthy eating, we're not talking about, you know, rabbit food. <laughs> we're talking about a plethora of different food groups, all food groups. Don't you think, Jan? Well, yes. And, and I just want to back up a little bit. You know, I think we I know that I did, for instance, um, everybody knows about my health journey. I've, I've chatted about it often. You know, I think when you get to a point where you decide, you know, I mean, your body's going to tell you, you may not say, oh, my body tells me today, blah, blah, blah. But you sense and you kind of know when your body needs a change. Now, for me, it was not recognizing myself in the mirror. The next day, you know, I joined uh, the gym, I went to Jenny Craig, that worked for me. But how I had to look at it was, and, and I don't think, I think a lot of people don't look at it this way, is, is wellness is twofold. Like here's wellness, and there's so many different things under that umbrella. But for me, I wanted to, <laughs> I just wanted to get healthy and feel good about myself, which there's under the umbrella is the emotional part of mm -hmm. a wellness type of program as a byproduct of that. Yeah. I lost over hundred pounds, 132 or hundred, whatever it was, it was over hundred pounds, um, or my early forties. And I kept it off because for me, like I have to, like, I am com in complete control of my body, my emotions, you know, something outside influences mm -hmm. may um, deter that, you know, we were in California last weekend. Um, too bad I don't like wine. I'm a martini girl. But, <laughs> you know, I did have a couple sips of wine. But eating and eating different things and, and I was very mindful of that. 
And, and I just want to say to anybody out there that's listening, listen to the cues your body is giving, giving you. I started writing all this down, what I was eating, when I was eating it. And here's the big one. The big why. Was I bored? Uh, was I upset? Did something happen? Did something unexpected happen? Like there's so many, again, we're under that umbrella. So yeah, I just wanted to share my uh, perspective on that. But I know. love that. I think that's so, okay. So it's interesting what you're saying because one of the things that you do when you write down, when you wrote down the food um, is, it, so I have an exercise that I do with my clients um, and I have them write down what they eat. However, and this is where I think it's really interesting. I've never heard anybody do this before. Con congratulations, feels like the right word to say. I don't really know that it is, but um, they wrote, we, we start to ask questions of why. Now, um, you know, I think that writing down food is, it's, it's interesting, right? Because again, we get this idea of what we should be eating. And then we see it on paper and we're like, oh gosh, I had, I had a Coke and I had cake. Oh, is that too much? And we start to question it. But when we start to ask the why, when we start to say, well, why was I having this? Well, I had the cake because I, because I wanted it. You know, when, when we hear, oh, well, I shouldn't have, I always say, ask, why shouldn't I? Right. Um, because if the answer is, well, my body's too big, I shouldn't have eaten that that's not an actual answer, right? The answer can be, if, if you shouldn't have, it can be, well, I really didn't want it and I felt pressured into it, so I ate it. Okay, that can be a potential shouldn't, but like for the most part, what we're talking about is what, Janice, what you're saying, which is that you can eat for all those different reasons. Um, I do wanna point out though, statistically for people listening, um, statistically, when we're talking about diets like Jenny Craig or Weight Washers or any of these weight loss diets, statistically, I think it's really important that people know 98% of diets fail. I want to tell you this because if you're out there on a diet and you're like, man, it worked for Janice, what's wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you. The truth is, is that Janice is the exception. 2% of people after going on a diet maintain that weight loss. And I'm going to be honest, it probably sounds like Janice's body was a smaller body that at some point she kind of lost touch with and didn't know how to feed and it got into a bigger body. And then when she went on a diet, it went back into a smaller body. But if you go on a diet, you may lose weight. 95% of diets work up front, but long-term, don't be disappointed in yourself. If the weight comes back on, you don't get a choice in the size of your body. Janice is in a what I call a thin privileged body. Um, I am in a, it looks like all three of us here are in a thin privileged body. I call it a thin privileged body because uh, I didn't earn it. I'm, this is, this is the body I was given. I've been different sizes in different times of my life. And this is the body I was given. And so I call it privilege because as a thin person, things are available to me in the world that are not available to people in fatter bodies. That's a problem with the culture, but it's not that I deserve more than a person in a fatter body does. Um, and so I just want to tell people out there because Janice, you're kind of aspirational um, and your story is amazing. And if the people listening are like, oh, I tried that, what's wrong with me? Nothing is wrong uh, yeah. with you. Yeah, Nothing and I just want to say that too, you. nothing is wrong with you. But uh, what I also do want to say was in my early 40s at that time, I had been on every diet in the world. 
And when I looked at myself in the mirror, I knew that I could not, would not go on another diet. So I want to be very clear about that. At that time, I didn't know how to cook. And I looked into different things like Je Jenny Craig that would help me in that department. And what I, for me, what I liked about that was, um, you know, I got to choose my meals, but they don't want you on their meals. They want you to learn how to do for yourself. So for me, plus I was going through a divorce, so it worked out well. Um, so the, the thought process behind that is, um, and, and thank you what you said, but I do want to point out as well that um, I don't, and I think it's very interesting how you worded it, but I don't consider myself to be privileged. Right. I, I consider myself that um, I had the opportunity to really look at my emotional status with food and my body. And it was, it was a long learning experience. And from that whole experience, um, I did lose the weight. It's been difficult to maintain. Um, now I just turned 60, um, but I have maintained it. There have been times um, where I've gained a couple pounds and then, yeah, okay, you know, can't be buying those damn chips at the grocery store because I know I can't be trusted around a bag of chips. That's one of my downfalls. But, you know, I didn't beat myself up. But at that point, I knew what I had to do. Like, okay, let's be, let's be honest with myself. Number one, be gentle and kind to yourself and get back to the old, you know, I did that all on my own. Mm -hmm. Like writing down, like, and for me, it was really important to do that. And I did it straight for a week. Like, <laughs> and I've done that at different times. Like, okay, at 1130, you know, I know I'm going to be eating lunch in about within an hour or so, but did I really need to eat half a bag of chips before? Well, did you? I mean, did you, the, the oh. other question is, the other question is, were you bad for it? So, no. I, I, so I, I think it's interesting that you won't allow chips in the house because you can't trust yourself around them. I Again, that, that, but, but I want to challenge you, Janice. What, what do you think, what's going to happen to you if you eat this bag of chips? I'm you you may, you may, well, if you get sick enough, you're going to stop eating the bag of chips. So the truth is, is that you could chest yourself with the chips, but um, you may not be as thin as you are now, but bodies are meant to change at different times. Bodies fluctuate, you know, statistically, as we get older, I would, someone said this to me the other day um, and I loved this phrasing. So I'm going to repeat it. Um, they said, you know, oftentimes, uh, so as we age, we store fat in our abdomen around our organs. And it's actually, it's biologically there to protect ourselves as we age from falls, which I just think human bodies are so cool like that, how they kind of figure that out. And she, she said to me, she's like, so we always call it a spare tire, but the truth is, is it's a life preserver. And I thought that was so cool. So Janice, I'm, I'm curious about the part of you that thinks you need to stay at this size. I think you're lovely. I'm guessing you would be lovely if you were bigger as well. Um, I, I want to challenge those again, because, because let's not limit ourselves to believing that we are only healthy if we look a certain way. I've got, I've got women out there who are in much bigger bodies, not a little bit bigger, much, much, much bigger bodies. They don't have the same 
luck that you have had with those diets and they're not bad for being in that size body, right? You're not, I, and the reason I call it privilege is Janice, you're, you're lovely and I'm loving talking to you and I'm loving the way you connect with people and you're not good because of the size of your body. You don't have more value because of the size of your body. You have this wisdom and this is the size of your body, right? And if, if you were in a body that was twice the size, your wisdom would not be any less valuable. We don't get to pick the size of our body. Um, and so you are of value. It's, it's privilege in the same way that I am privileged as a white person, right? I didn't earn it. I didn't ask for it, but the world receives me very differently than it does people of color. Um, and it treats me differently. And I have different opportunities as a white person than a person of color in our culture. Again, that's a problem with the culture, right? But I think we have to recognize that that is privilege. Otherwise, we, we, we widen the divide between those with privilege and those without. Um, so I think you're great. And I don't think you're great because of the size of your body. I think you're great because you're great. Right. And so I think that we sort of have to recognize that. Um, uh, well, I want to interject. Um, we are talking about one topic, uh, which is about bodies uh, mm -hmm. for our audience and our listeners. Uh, I want to make sure that we're not interjecting uh, another, uh, another platform. Um, mm -hmm. I understand, but it's, it's all, want, it's all one separate. thing. I'd like, I want to keep them separate. Okay. Uh, that's what we, we try to focus on different subjects and kind of horn down on that. Um, but what I will say is um, there is no, um, this is the body I was born with. You are born with that body at birth, but it, a responsible person does have to still keep in mind about health and wellness going down. So just because we have different sized people and everyone should be always accepted for where they're at. That doesn't take the place of excusing while uh, one direction of way too thin or way too heavy is not the responsibility of the person that's in that body. So health and wellness um, doesn't, it's not, it's not, we, we're, we're, we're privileged in humanity because we, we are open to uh, discuss different ways of getting healthy, but uh, we don't promote unhealthy, um, unhealthy habits, which eating, you know, a bag of chips. We're that's where I disagree. That's just oh, where well. I disagree. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, um, that's, that's okay to disagree, but uh, when you have someone that understands their own body of what is good for their body and what isn't, because if they go on a path of eating an unhealthy food and chips are unhealthy, doesn't mean that you can't eat chips. De does not mean that. But, what we're but chips are not unhealthy. There is that, well, that, that, that is, I'm going to be really honest, when we're talking about diet culture, the diet culture believes that they're healthy foods and that they're unhealthy foods. The truth is, food is food. And so we are all, again, we're all swimming in this diet culture. It's so easy to get caught in it. And when we start to moralize certain foods over other foods, that's when we have this ability to really get down on ourselves. So I, you know, this is where I've gotten caught in it for so many years, but I, I, I don't believe that there are healthy and unhealthy foods. I feel that there are just foods and there's different reasons to eat them for different purposes. Again, you've got nutrition, you've got energy, all of that. But I, 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 again, I'm in a thin body. I teach movement classes. I am in a 
phenomenal bill of health, except for the fact that I have chronic migraines, which I've had since I was like six or seven years old. So I'm like a straight A student as far as all of that goes. And sometimes I sit down and I polish off a bag of chips. And I think that it is far more healthy for me to recognize that food is food than it is for me to sit and deal in the guilt and the shame for eating a bag of chips or to feel like I'm denying myself chips. And so I'm going to stand by that. I do not believe that there are good foods and bad foods. I believe food is just food, right? And that there's can I, can I ask a personal question. How old are you? I'm 42. You're 42. Okay. So your, your mindset in your body is, is, is where it is at 42. It's going to be different. 52. Absolutely. It's, it's different right now than it was oh, five years so, ago. It's changing right. so, perpetually. So yeah. what I will say is we are not talking and or saying that having a piece of cake or a bag of chip is wrong. What we are saying is that you have to recognize, and let me finish my, my, my statement before you interject. When you understand what food group, and it's not saying that a food group is bad, but there are bad food groups. You can't say blankly all food is good because that, that's an untruth, number one. Number two, um, everybody has different nutritional values that they need within their body and or that they don't need. So when you have someone that says, yeah, I can't be trusted with a bag of chips, because a bag of chips will lead to 10 bags of chips in a small amount of time. That is not healthy. And I believe that's what my, where my, let me finish. That, that is where I believe my sister's coming from. No one is saying that having an occasional sweet, an occasional bag of chips. And what I mean by an occasional can be a couple times a week. We are talking about uh, specifically, there are people that are binge eaters that will actually, which is not healthy, and they will horn in on certain food groups, Yeah, certain food groups that an abundance is not healthy. So that is where, Jan, don't you agree? That's kind of what you, you were getting at. Yeah. I mean, I know I was a binge eater. Look, you know, let me just get that out there for those who don't know. I was a binge eater think nothing of, you know, those supersized bags. Okay. This was when I lived in Deland, Florida, this is what I would do on my lunch hour. Okay. Then this is pretty bad. Uh, I would do the, you know, go to the Dunkin' Donuts, get my two to three donuts, cup of coffee, go through the drive-thru at McDonald's at lunchtime, Big Mac with cheese and a supersized fry. So I didn't, and then a diet Coke. So I didn't feel so bad. Well, what I was trying to get at is I was binge eating, like I was binge eating my troubles and everything away. So when I say I can't be trusted around a bag of chips, that is so true. There's, there's always an emotional attachment to food, always. We were at a wedding. There were different food there. A lot of it I couldn't partake in anyways because I'm gluten-free. But what I'm trying to get at is there's that emotional attachment to that bag of chips. It truly brings me back to that point in time. But regardless of the emotional attachment, I'm not saying that I'm bad or I'm good or whatever. What I'm saying is literally, I cannot be trusted around a bag of chips. If I see a bag of chips, I will hone in on it and you know, that's what you're talking about is binge eating disorder. Um, at least I, I don't, I don't know that you were clinic that you clinically had binge eating disorder. Um, and I'm, that's beside the point. What you're talking about though, is what we refer to as binge eating disorder. And I work with that. And I'm going to tell you that binge eating disorder is oftentimes, um, more times than not born out of the fact that there are foods that are bad. And so 
we avoid them, avoid them, avoid them. And when you avoid a food, then the natural thing to do when you do get your hands on it is to go crazy. It's how the binge cycle perpetuates and continues to be born. And so when I um, am working with women, uh, they find that the foods that they binge on are the foods that they feel they, they should avoid. I can't be trusted with this. It's not good. It's not, it's not the best food for me. I'm bad around it. Um, and so they avoid them. And then in avoiding them, they, again, birth the binge. So when I'm working with women, I challenge those women to face their fears, to sit in the discomfort of having a food that they feel is bad, knowing that they're not bad for having it. Um, and eventually we conquer the the feeling that it needs to be all or nothing because it doesn't. What if you could have a couple bites of chips all the time um, and be okay and be safe and know, oh gosh, I'm a little scared that I'm going to go overboard, but but I'm strong enough to know that I'm not, right? Or or I'm also strong enough to know that if, if I go overboard today, again, it's not a judgment of who I am. I think, you know, where where the problem with diet culture is that it, um, as much as we say everyone's body is different, it does assume that there is, there is at least a limit though, and we should only be eating this much. And that's not true. I struggled with an eating disorder for years. I've worked with dietitians. I now work with therapists who specialize in eating disorders and dietitians who specialize in eating disorders. We refer out to each other. And the number one rule with dietitians who specialize in eating disorder is take restricted foods and bring them back in. In order to lift binging, in order to stop binging, you need to lift restrictions and slowly learn to not fear these foods that you have believed are unhealthy for so long. So again, I'm gonna say, there's a difference between nutritiously dense foods and less nutritiously dense foods. There's tons of reasons to eat, but food is food, right? And again, if we expand the definition of health and what health is allowed to be, then, there are no healthy and unhealthy foods. There's just food that we engage with in different ways at different times. And who's to say when you need, you know, a lot of people gained weight during the pandemic because food was a comfort. I think weight is a very small price to pay for the comfort that they possibly got by that food in the pandemic. My body's different. My body's a little bit bigger. I don't think that that means I didn't handle the pandemic well. I think that that means that I allowed food to comfort me. And thank God I did because it was a really, really dark time for a while. So I engaged in what sounds like more unhealthy foods according to your standards but i gotta say i kept my mental well-being really strong to the best of my ability um again heart health and all of that sort of stuff were good and sometimes i had a stomach ache in the morning because i ate a little bit more chips at night but it was well worth the time that i had to connect with my husband on the couch in a time that i felt like i was really disconnected from the world so again, expanding the definition um, you know, I, I, I can't, I cannot get on board with good food, bad food. I cannot get on board with healthy food, unhealthy food. That's what kept me sick for so long. That's why I stayed there. That's why even after I got over my eating disorder behaviors, I hated myself for so long. It was realizing that those, those food choices didn't make me good or bad that gave me the freedom to love myself. 
You and know, I so yeah, and I so appreciate and respect your 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 view on that. And you know, we oh we have always said from day one, you know, even you know when we started having guests on, that initially we thought we didn't want people on that were in the same field with us. But then we realized we're we're, we're like missing the boat here. We want to get different opinions, you know, different backgrounds and whatnot. And that's why this type of a conversation is really good because we have our beliefs and you have your beliefs and that's what makes everyone unique and special. Mm -hmm. And I think, especially on wealth wellness Wednesday, which I'm going to turn it over to Carol Sue in just a moment, um, where we take that opportunity, like to, I always say, and I think I said it earlier, number one, be gentle and kind to yourself. And if you notice um, a change within yourself and you're like, oh my God, you know, what should I do? You know, take a deep breath and just reach out to, you know, if you know somebody who's a health coach, I'm a health coach, wellness coach, whatever you want to call me, um, you know, reach out to somebody that, you know, who can listen, not just hear, listen and, and digest what you're saying in a way that can help you and direct you toward, uh, whatever goals that you may have. Debbie, I wanna thank you so much for your different opinions and your bringing forth, you know, how you coach your clients, because I, I think when you have all that information, you know, that just makes the world a better place. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I, you know, I, I appreciate you giving me a place to speak. I, I know we don't agree on everything and, um, I think that's okay. I just, I don't, I just want to say that this is, this is your audience. This is your platform. And, um, you know, you don't, it, I do want to say if anybody listening agrees with me, that doesn't mean these ladies don't know what they're talking about and can't still help you. Right. It doesn't have black diet culture is all one or all the other diet culture is if I like her, that means I don't like her. And I want to give everybody listening, permission to you, you can hate me, which is totally fine. But if you like me, that doesn't mean that, um, that you can't also like everything that you're hearing here. Um, that, you know, that, that, that recovery and self-love if, if you will, isn't black and white. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to connect with your audience. I really appreciate the the space and the ability to speak freely. I think uh, you ladies have created a really incredible platform here and that's very, very cool. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And that, that is the huge piece where we like to bring different minds together um, because when I say we're all uniquely different by our gut health, by our health and wellness uh, and our personalities, that's the whole point. We are different. So one thing may work for one person, one thing may work better for another person. And that's the whole point is to embrace uh, and be respectful of everyone's uh, insight uh, because we all have that platform that we do add value and that's the whole piece to that and it's okay we have we have uh, many guests that we we don't agree with uh, and we still have a great conversation that's the whole point that we are very much postured in our beliefs that we are able to do that without walking without walking away going rrr, rrr. no it's good to, to hear different opinions that's the whole point and that's the value that we add to all of our guests but i want to get back to it. it's wealth wellness wednesday guys what does that mean 
Well, we know that as an entrepreneur and even some people that work in a brick and mortar building uh, celebrate Wealth Wellness Wednesday. It is a day to have a financial exchange with someone that you don't know. So we're not talking about your favorite charity. We are not talking about loaning money out to your family. Uh, we are talking about giving a financial exchange to someone that you don't know. Because when you put it out in the universe and understand that you have to have this healthy relationship with money, the more money you have, the more that you can impact. Uh, you know, wouldn't it be nice to just write out that check to that church that needs a new boiler? Wouldn't it be nice to write out a check to that school that's in need of uh, supplies? So what does that mean? Those creative ways of doing that. One of my favorites lately because of the high, high prices of gasoline is to go into a gas station and you know where they put in your credit card, fold up a bill. It has nothing to do with the financial amount. So it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar, $5, $10, $20. It's not about the financial amount. It's the act of doing it that is what you're putting out to the universe to change the uh, direction of someone's day. Maybe you've got, you know, a young mom going to that gas station and you know what? The price of gas, maybe it's $5 and she only has 10, but she really needs $3 of gas to get where she's going. Wouldn't it be helpful if she went to go put her credit card in and noticed a bill in there? Say, here, I'm paying it forward to you. This is going to help your day. Maybe Maybe it could be somebody in the coffee line. Maybe it could be uh, there's a shortage, obviously, of formula. Maybe if you see a formula package out there, you put an extra amount because they've got a different brand that may be more expensive. Maybe it's putting it in the diaper bag. Uh, maybe it's putting it in the cat aisle. A lot of people, their, their pets are their family. So there's many ways that you can have that financial exchange that's going to pay it forward. And guess what? If all of us are doing that, we're going to change uh, someone's life today. We're going to make it maybe a little bit higher happier, maybe a little bit stressful. That's what all wealth wellness is all about. So we hope you participate with that. Thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on board and sharing your perspective. Jan, as always, it's great chatting with you and we will see everyone tomorrow for Trending Thursday, one of my another favorite days of the week, because we want you to be the trendsetter. We're always scrolling on social media. What is this influence doing? What's that one doing? You be the influencer and Pay it forward with kindness, but be transcending. Get on that train of kindness. That's awesome, too. Good day, everybody. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone.